Hi, everybody, and welcome to yet another amazing episode of Stacks in the City. I'm your host, Ashley, y'all. Hey, happy day, question mark, in quarantine. You all ain't gonna lie, I don't know what's going on. I'm really confused. It's been a rough week for me. Actually, no, let me stop. I'm not gonna complain. Y'all, my week has been popping. I ain't gonna lie. It's been so much great stuff going on for me at the very least that overcompensates for the fact that I'm stuck in quarantine and there's a lot of uncertainty. But what I do know for sure is that I am so excited about so much feedback I'm getting from you guys about the stock market and investing and money and all that great stuff. So it means a lot, guys. Like my Instagram's been popping because of you guys. My IG lives have been out here because of you guys. The questions, people who are really trying to make their first trade in the market, you all, this stuff is monumental. This is a really, really, really big deal. You don't understand. And as long as we stay consistent, we're going to get super, super wealthy. Let's get handsome and wealthy together, you guys. But you all, in terms of quarantine life, I'm not going to lie, it's been really hard. I'm not going to lie. And honestly, I feel like for me, it's a very first world issue to have to be stuck in the house and I have plenty of access to food. I have money to pay for food. Oh, woe is me. Netflix. Uh, like, please. Like, I'm super, super, super grateful that I'm able to stay in a house that's warm, that I'm paying my bills. Like, especially considering at the beginning of this month, you guys, I really didn't know if I was going to make it. Like, you guys don't understand, or maybe you do. Like, God truly is blessing me, uh, even in this time of crisis. And it's even better because I have so many of you guys to connect with and share those experiences with you all. So for me, you know, stocks and investing and housing, real estate really is what I'm truly the most passionate about. And I love talking about money in general, but y'all, it's always another level when I'm able to share with you guys how to not only make money, but to make it for you all not even doing any work. And that's where we want to be at. Like, you shouldn't have to work an arm and a leg in order to get your coins, y'all, honestly. Like, that's if there's anything I've learned since being at Morgan Stanley, if there's anything I've learned since living my life, anything I've learned from real white people, I said it. Working for your money is not going to make you wealthy. It really is being smart with it and putting it to work for you. So, guys, I, again, can't tell you how excited I am about it. Y'all are amazeballs. Okay, so guys, um, this week's episode, I really wanted to do something that was a little bit more educational, so I hope that you guys have a pen and paper ready, and if you guys are listening right now, like, yeah, get prepped. Maybe you're listening to this later on, maybe quarantine's over, maybe we're back to our regular lives, I don't know, but if you are, still applies to you guys, because it's all about picking your stocks. So, One of the biggest questions I've gotten from people besides how do you even get started is how do I even figure out stocks to pick? It's a really, 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 really good question. There's probably millions of stocks out there. Many of them, I would say 99% of them we've never heard of. Of course, you have your big name companies out there, your Disney, your Nike, your Adidas, all that. And I mean, what do we know? How do I know if what I'm going to invest in is going to be a great investment? How do I know if it's going to be worth the money? How do I know? In Whitney Houston voice, how do I know? Anyway, I digress. Today I'm going to share with you guys four questions that I ask myself, I genuinely ask myself before I make a purchase into the stock market. These are the questions that I've learned from a book that I always talk about called Invested by Danielle Town. I really want her on the show. We're going to try to get her on the show, but the book was great. It really changed my perspective on investing. I thought it was super like numbery, graphy, which it is, guys. Let's not get that part twisted. 
Um, but really, there's some fundamental questions that you want to ask yourself first before we delve into the wonders that is the stock market and dollar cost averaging and earnings per share and price per share. We're not going to necessarily get into that part of it yet, because again, guys, it does definitely get very mathematical. But if you can answer these fundamentals, you are you have a really strong start when it comes to investing in the stock market. And at the end of this episode, I am going to offer some um, tips on building a portfolio. Y'all, I'm not telling you what stocks to invest in. I said it, and I'm going to keep saying it to y'all, because some of y'all out here DMing your girl talking about I need to know. I can't tell you, because what I may like to invest in may not be what you want to invest in. Maybe I'm really into cigarettes, and I want to invest only in tobacco stocks. I wouldn't, you know, maybe that's something that you're against, which, you know, maybe you are. I mean, I personally wouldn't do that, but you know, it's not for me. So I want people to really think about that when you're creating your investment portfolio. So I'm going to offer some tips on that to get started, as well as some money, um, money minimums to get started with. But today is all about what type of stocks to invest in. Okay, guys, so when you are investing in the stock market, I want you guys to ask yourselves four questions. Ask four questions, and we're going to delve into each one. But here are the questions that you want to ask to determine whether or not a stock is for you, whether or not a stock is a good pick. And they are. Okay, we're done. Where do you like to shop? That's number one. Where do you like to shop? Where do you normally shop at? And do you see other people shopping there? Do you think others are going to be interested in shopping where you shop? Do you see this company around for at least five years? That's a big one. Do you see the company around for the next five years? You have to predict the future. And the last question that you want to ask is, is there any buzz about the company, good or bad? Any buzz about it? Okay, guys, let's get into it. Question number one, where do you like to shop? We spend money all the time, guys, every day, all the time. We spend money on things we didn't even think we were spending money on. Write a list. Write a list of your top, I would say, four or five stores that you frequent all the time. Places that you like to eat at. Where do you like to eat? When you go to the grocery store, what's the brand that you're always getting? Do some research, guys. And I would write four or five of them. Just start there. Start there when it comes to that. We all shop. We spend money all the time, guys. All the time. Start there. You know, guys. Trust me. When it comes to investing in the stock market, you already know. That was easy. Definitely make sure you um, write a list of what you like to invest in or where you like to shop. Where do you like to shop? Question number two. Do you see others shopping there? Okay, this one might be a little bit more complicated, but it's not. When you go to the store and you're getting Campbell's soup, because of course we all eat Campbell's soup nowadays, do you imagine other people eating that soup as well? When you go to a really fun thrift store, we're going to an outdoor store, and everyone's method of payment is Squarespace. Everyone's using the square, not Squarespace, the Square. That's what it's called, the Square app. Do you see yourself, do you see other people using that app? Do you, could you imagine other small business owners using the Square app or the Square thingy as well? Do you see that? Do you see others using the product that you're interested in? That's the question that you want to ask yourself. And even if it's one person, if that answer is yes, then that's going to be a good investment. And by the way, guys, all, you have to answer yes to all these questions, in my opinion, in order for you to at least get started investing, at least get started. You want to answer yes to all of them. As you get more into the investment game, you may not necessarily um, partake in some of the stocks that you purchase, especially a little bit later, but 
I do want you to start with what you know, start with what you're familiar with. That way you can really have a better connection with what you're investing in. So do you see other people shopping there? Do you see other people buying things? This is just you? Probably not. Other people probably like that. Okay. Question number three. Do you see this company that you're interested around for at least five years? Now, guys, this is a really big question because you're going to be predicting the future. Do you see a company that you really like around for at least five years? And you, we kind of know. For example, guys, when we go to Macy's, when you walk into Macy's, do you like how it looks? Who's shopping there? What are the people? Are they older? Is the store up to date? Is it pretty? How friendly is the customer service? Is it busy? When you go during a time where everyone's going to be shopping, like if you go on a Saturday afternoon, is it, pe- is it busy? Are there other people there? Ask yourself those questions. Remember, okay, I think about Forever 21, guys. I wouldn't have invested in Forever 21 because I remember going to the store and I was overwhelmed. It was too big. The clothes were looking way too cheap. Not even like H&M cheap. It was just like cheapity cheap. And it didn't make sense, some of the merchandising they had. And as we progressed, you really started seeing people go there less and less and less. We know, guys, we have the sixth sense. We have that third eye. Use your third eye when it comes to this. Do you really see a company around for five years? And there's a lot of ways to determine that as well. That aren't just your spidey senses, if you will. One method that I like to use that's very, very basic, you guys, is by looking at a graph. Okay, real basic, guys. Stick with me. If you Google a company and Google stock share price, Google will immediately give you a graph with a lot of squiggly lines. Basically, that's going to tell you how much a company is worth. All those squiggly lines up and down are going to tell you how much a company's worth. If you go from like the day, how much the stock was worth throughout the day, to how much the stock was worth for the past year, and then you click on the past five years, you're going to get an idea of how the stock looked. Generally, you want to see the stock go up. You want to see the price to own a piece of that company continuously go up over time. If you see a really big dip, if you see it slowly declining in the past year, that might be a sign that it's not worth buying. It might be. It may be a sign it is. It depends, guys. It really does depend. Is that spidey since you have com- uh, combined with looking at some of the graphs and the charts that will help you determine whether or not you can see it around for five years. For example, guys, and again, I'm not offering any investment advice. I'm not telling you what to invest in. Everything is up to you and your judgment. American Airlines is really cheap right now. It's like, uh, what, like 15 or something dollars or so to buy. Before coronavirus happened, it was roughly selling at $30. In order to buy a piece of American Airlines, it was $30. But you guys, I just checked in the past five years, the price of American Airlines has steadily been going down. I don't know why, but it's been going down. When I look at on Kayak, I never personally, I don't see flights for American Airlines. I actually am not a person who would fly American Airlines if I had a choice. I actually would prefer Flying Spirit. Believe me, I said it, guys. We'll talk about that later, too. So these are the things that I would say that would personally make me not want to invest in American Airlines. Now, the fourth question is going to be very important, and we'll get to that because this is something that will help determine whether or not it will be worth purchasing. 
But I'm looking at it, I'm like, hmm, I don't know if that would be for me. So that's the question that I want you to ask. Really, predict the future. I do think it'll be around for five, for the next five years. You can definitely do some Spidey Senses intuitive training that you know. You know how a store works. We go in stores all the time. Or you can look, or not or, and guys, and you can look at the graph and get a determination of how a company has been doing, how much profit they've been making over the past five years or over the life of the company being public. Now, guys, if some of this terminology doesn't make a lot of sense, I do have a podcast that I will link that goes over all the terms that I've said, all the definitions. So like I said, the going public, share price, that doesn't make sense to you. Definitely look at that um, podcast episode and that will definitely help you understand it better for sure what I'm talking about. So anyway, guys, so question number three is completo. Let's go to question number four. Okay, guys, question number four is, is there any buzz about the company? Good and bad, any buzz? So what's that mean, guys? And I think this is what a lot of people say about the whole research thing. Like, it's not, I mean, it is research, but it's not like academic research per se. It's any news that you know about a company that makes you, that makes you really interested in it. For example, guys, hmm, there's so many examples I can use. Okay, for example, guys, when you are looking at a company, you really want to determine whether or not it's worth investing in. You look at the squiggly lines, you're noticing that the price went down. So then you want to start Googling some information. So for the American Airlines example that I used, I would Google, who's the CEO? Is the CEO cool? Did he say anything cray-cray? Is he acting crazy? Is he acting racist? Does he like our people? Does he not? What's he doing? Is he boring? Is the company adding anything to make their flight experience more interesting for people? Do they have more food options? What is the company doing to continue to get the money and to continue to grow? That's what you want to know. And if you don't see a lot of information about that, it may not be worth investing in, guys. It may not be worth investing in. A really, really good example I actually used, I was talking with my partner the other day, and she's like, oh, well, what's up with Adidas? I'm like, hmm, what's up with Adidas? Adidas, in order to own a piece of Adidas, it was $38 into 2015. Now the share price is almost $100 more. It's at $115 now. Now, why is that? Kanye, in his Yeezy line, paired with Adidas at around this time. That could be a big factor contributing to why Adidas is worth so much money at this point. Adidas has also had a huge resurgence in terms of its tracksuit. People are wearing it everywhere. We see it all the time. This whole athleisure trend, particularly in Asia markets and here in the United States as well, is really what's making people want to be pressed for Adidas all of a sudden. When people are pressed, Adidas is making money. Lastly, guys, really interesting point. In January of this year, pre all this stuff, the price for Adidas was at $175. That happened to be the same time that Beyonce launched her Ivy Park by Adidas line. Hmm. It sold out immediately. That is how we determine whether or not a stock is worth purchasing. That is how we know. We know that's a lot of buzz. There's been a lot of buzz about Yeezy. There's been a lot of buzz about the whole athleisure trend. There's been a lot of buzz about Beyonce and Ivy Park coming together. That is why I would purchase Adidas in general, in theory. Adidas is a little expensive, guys. I ain't going to lie to you. But that's why I would purchase a company like Adidas, because they've shown growth. There's a lot of buzz, a lot of news that we know about, guys. So it's like, cool. That's how you buy it. 
That's how you would determine whether or not a stock is worth purchasing. And that's what research means, guys. Actually, I think I'm going to do... I might do an episode on that, guys, about exactly what does research mean. We're going to talk about that a little bit more, too, guys. We'll talk more about what research is. Okay, guys. So those are the four questions, guys. In case you forgot, why... In case you forgot, where do you like to shop normally? Right? Three or four. Do others shop there? Do you see other people shopping there? Do you see the company around in five years? And if there's any buzz, those are the four questions that you guys ask. Now, guys, again, when building a portfolio, this is my last couple last tips for y'all. When building a portfolio or you're building like, you know, you have a little cute little stock here and there. I've been talking a lot about individual stocks, which a lot of people wouldn't recommend. And I actually would recommend buying one or two because it helps you visualize yourself in a company. When you see a company's doing well that you're familiar with, it's going to incentivize you to spend more money with it because we spend money there all the time as is. You want to buy companies that you believe in that you already buy in general. You know what I'm saying? So I do recommend getting one or two, but the majority of your portfolio or of your collection of stocks should really be in index funds and ETFs. I'm not going to delve too much into that, but basically it's like a variety pack of stocks. It's like a two-for-one special in the stock. So instead of buying Adidas, you want to buy maybe a, a shoe, a sneaker index fund. So instead of buying Adidas for $115, for $115, you can buy a little bit of Adidas and Puma and Under Armour and Nike and Reebok and Saucony and some other random stuff, New Balance, you know. That's what index funds is. It helps mitigate the risk. So that means you're not going to be as likely to lose your money. And you get a little bit of everything. People love variety. Oh, my God. It's the 90s all over again. So that's one thing I recommend. And, guys, when building your portfolio or, again, your collection of stocks, I do recommend picking about 15 of them, 15 of them that you really like. And most of them should be in index funds, a couple of individual stocks, and bonds. And bonds are basically you purchasing the debt of a company. Blech. doesn't sound interesting, but you want bonds because you definitely will get your money back with those. You will have a return on bonds. It just won't be as high as purchasing those traditional stocks. And again, I might go over that a little bit later too. So anyway, guys, that's that for now. That's all we're going to talk about is how to pick stocks. Again, guys, I'm going to do an episode later on research. Guys, my, a- my IG is popping. My IG is earthing right now. So if you haven't been on Instagram, I'm doing a lot of lives on ways to invest in the stock market, on ways to get money in the stock market, on ways to get started with the stock market. You guys, it's such a good time right now because everything is basura. Everything is low. Prices are super low because our economy has really halted due to the pandemic. So if you can, if you have an extra $100, definitely take advantage of that. There are some pretty inexpensive stocks out there. And keep investing, guys. Keep investing. So this is Ashley signing off, guys. Please subscribe and share. Guys, please share this. I really want to help as many people as possible. You guys are truly amazing, outstanding, and fabulous, and wonderful, and great. Happy investing. Let's get to the money, y'all. I'll see you later. Bye, y'all.